Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Well, they're dropping like flies. These quarterbacks can't stop getting hurt. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Happy Friday for us. Not so much Joe Burrow. He gets hurt in the game last night, Perloff. It's his right wrist. Gets crunched by Jadavian Clowney, although he already had an injury, we think. Yeah, he showed up earlier in the day. There was a post, or it might have been yesterday. Sorry, I'm not sure. We had a brace on his wrist. A lot of internet sleuths, including former NFL player Chris Long, are showing an injury against the Texans where he came off the field. He hit a helmet and came off shaking. So it seems like he had a pre-existing injury. We don't know anything for sure. You know, the Bengals are not being forthright about that. They should hear from the NFL on that fact. But either way, you saw him after he threw the touchdown to Joe Mixon early in the game. The Bengals take a 10-7 lead. He was in so much pain. He was bent over in pain from a wrist, hand, finger, whatever injury it was. So to me, that that signaled the end. I, I this did not seem like just just a rest of a game injury. It seemed like a much more serious injury. You're to calling me. it now, going oh. against one of our ten commandments on the show of "Thou shall not bet against Joe Burrow," and you're saying the season's done. I just see a quarterback. What is the most important body part for a quarterback? Your His right brain. hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you could have a debate, but I think your right hand is so crucially important. And just the amount of pain he had when he was trying to get back into the game. Really made me nervous. Even if he does come back, isn't that always going to be an issue where it's so easy to hit your hand on a helmet or get sacked or land on it? But it doesn't matter because there's a hundred reasons they're done. They're five and five, which they're basically have not beaten anyone in the division. They're one and four against the conference. Their their defense is just as big a problem now as their offense. Their in other injuries all over the field. Their defense, the Ravens count a five yard pass and it was off to the races every yeah. time. I, I was telling EJ before the show. Letting Jesse Bates out the building, their safety from last year, yeah. was a huge mistake. They've let up more explosive plays than any team in the NFL. Well, that they, happens when you have to start paying your quarterback. Yeah, exactly. I think that the, they basically are watered down on defense. Five, it doesn't even matter about that. Five and five, it's almost an impossible hill to climb for them to get back into the playoffs, even if Joe Burrow does come back. Okay, that's a lot of compelling reasons to say that the Cincinnati Bengals are buried, but I do not think they're done. Now, 0-3 in the division, you mentioned 1-5 one, one now because oh. of last night in the conference. Everything looks very bleak. They're in last place. But can I remind you, this is not the only AFC North quarterback who's lost and undergoing a a big injury in the last 24 hours. Deshaun Watson is now out Mm -hmm. for the season with a P.J. Walker, Dorian Thompson, Robinson, poo-poo platter (laughs) that's going to try to get through this rest of the season for the Browns. We know it's going to be DTR who gets the start. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh Steelers have a negative point differential, keep getting outgained and somehow are (laughs) 6-3. That's got to come back down to earth. 
And you know who else got hurt in last night's game but gutted it through? Yeah. Lamar Jackson. He's definitely got an ankle injury. He was slow slash limping. I mean, he definitely played through it. Kudos to him. He gutted it out. And Mark Andrews. And they lost Mark Andrews maybe for the season, which if you're just waking up, basically no one made it to the end of this game. It was Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit and Justin Tucker kicking field goals, and that was the only people left on the field. Because it was just, it was like carnage. And it has been that way in the AFC North. So I cannot say that the Bengals are done because we got a lot of season left. Knock on wood, but still a lot of injuries to be had in this crazy division. I do not think this is the last we've heard of the Bengals. And I think Burrow's coming back. Now, the thumb would be the one thing that kind of scares me, right? Isn't that always the thing with quarterbacks, the thumb? It was reported as a wrist injury. His thumb looked bad, and his pinky was pointing the wrong direction. (laughs) His whole hand was, was, he looked like Brian Baldinger, the former NFL player. Or I can't remember one of the guys whose fingers are pointing the wrong direction. I mean, this is this is not good. If he comes back, do you trust that he's going to be effective? And I, there's a lot of arguments on my line last night. He w- he was putting up numbers, but he looked ten percent off on a lot of his passes. A lot of wide receivers had to reach behind them. Even the the last play he had, it was a touchdown to Joe Mixon, a little yeah. screen pass where Joe Mixon had to pick it off the ground. So I just worry that right hand and quarterbacks. I mean, you don't have to be a doctor to understand that is not the part of the body you want to hurt. No, I totally get it. But I I still think, uh, again, a lot to be written here with this AFC North. Like, the fact that Watson got hurt yesterday, the fact that Burrow got hurt, the fact that Lamar Jackson is hurt right now, but still playing through it admirably. They win the game last night. And, again, like the Steelers, their quarterback, as we have talked to people in Pittsburgh – there's like not a lot of faith in Kenny Pickett and the fact that he has not taken a big step forward from year one to year two has a lot of people in the Steel City very nervous. Oh, I understand it. But now I think the Ravens, the Ravens are out to eight and three. They're not going to catch the from They're not going to go from five and five to eight and three to catch the Ravens. So, well, but what happens if this ankle injury for Lamar turns into something? They can win a few games with Snoop Huntley. We've seen it before. I, so I think that's unrealistic. So now you're talking wild card to me. And there's just a bunch of 500 or above teams in the, you know, you got, you have my, uh, you know what? You can, you're starting to convince me. But you, right now the Bengals are 10th uh, in rankings, five and five. It's just going to be hard because their schedule is so difficult coming up. Can I tell you the one thing that couldn't stop going through my mind yesterday as Joe Burrow basically doubles over in pain on the sideline and it looks like maybe his hand is going to be detached from his body? (laughs) Yeah. Boy, are things breaking right for the Chiefs this year. Man, can you, you can't get a better situation if you are Kansas City. This is better than even Taylor Swift becoming your super fan. You've got Cincinnati's had a banged-up quarterback all year, and who knows what this wrist-hand-thumb injury is going to do to Burrow. You, We already talked about Deshaun Watson. Steelers, we'll see. Yeah. Ravens have not, you always like to point out, yeah. show us the playoff success for Lamar Jackson. Miami can't beat a good team. Mm-hmm. Buffalo just fired their offensive coordinator. Total disarray. Yeah. The Jets are the Jets. Do you really think Aaron Rodgers is coming back? I wouldn't take that to the bank. The Chargers are the Chargers. Like, this is setting up so amazingly for the Chiefs again. Well, I don't. I think that sort of denigrates the Chiefs. The Chiefs at full strength have beaten all these teams when they were at full strength. So you don't even need yes, to set still up. Good. They don't even. Now, you don't even need to set it up for the Chiefs. They can roll through this. But now I like would the, say they're the, too the real. The path is clearing in but, front of the Chiefs. But 
The fact that Lamar Jackson was healthy by the end of the game, the fact that Odell Beckham had over 100 yards yesterday, I know Mark Andrews are gone. I could watch that game and say, okay, here's a real threat out of Baltimore. That, Did that you see the numbers th- about what the offense is yeah. like with Mark Andrews on the field and off the field? Now, you still, have, you still have time to make adjustments here. And you think with a Todd Munkin offense, like, it's different. So maybe they don't have to rely on one guy. You, you really would put total confidence right now yeah. that both Lamar and Odell Beckham Jr. are going to stay healthy through the end of the year. Well, I said Come it yesterday. On. I said, when is the injury rash coming to Baltimore? It happens every year. Right. What if this is not the year? You saw them running. Gus Edwards looks like a tank. They're running back. Their defense is obviously very, very good. I, I actually walked away from that game saying, okay, well, Baltimore is a contender now. Cincinnati's out. And I, I wouldn't count out Miami completely. I think those are probably the two biggest threats now. I would count out your Buffalo team, and I'm counting out Cincinnati. So the Ravens schedule the rest of the way. Yeah. When we keep talking about the Bengals, the last games, they don't play anyone under 500. This is not exactly a walk in the park here for the Ravens. So you're at the Chargers in prime time on Sunday night uh, next week. Then Rams at Jacksonville at San Francisco. That's Monday night. Home Miami, home Pitt, Pittsburgh. It's doable. It's it's doable, but it's not easy. They get Miami at home at San Francisco is a tough one. I don't know how good Jacksonville is. Uh, I don't either. I, I mean, mean, they just got smoked by San Francisco, but are they that bad? I, I don't know. San Francisco is coming off a bye, yeah. you know, made adjustments. Steve Wilkes coming down from the booth, added Chase Young. <laughs> yeah, the the F San Francisco game makes me very nervous on Monday night. The rest of them, I think they can win. It's going to be hard to get home field over the Chiefs. So that's really the issue. You saw the crowd last night. If they could get a playoff game in Baltimore, the Bengals couldn't even get a playoff the entire first half because the crowd was so loud. It is a tough situation. There's a lot of football left. If this Ravens team, if they keep everybody healthy, I think this might be their most dangerous playoff team. In part because the AFC is a little watered down right it's, now. It's cr- it's cratering. Like this is the the AFC, the vaunted AFC, which is still difficult, and you still have tough games, and it's still better than the NFC in terms of like top to bottom, but. This just, it's like the waters are parting here for the Chiefs. The wa- It's like mm. biblical. Yeah, but I, I don't think, I think that is sort of overcritical of the Chiefs. You're saying this is the dynasty team. I don't think they need the waters to part. I think they could beat all these teams anyway. Okay, but does their offense look the same? Yeah, but the thing is their defense looks 20 times better than it's ever looked, and their run game looks better than it's ever looked. You could argue in some ways this is a more dangerous formula because they were getting in a lot of shoot. You know, it was 38, 35 in last year's Super Bowl. That's not really what you want to do. You could argue they're a little better this year. Chiefs uh, play your Philadelphia Eagles on Monday nights. That's going to be fun. If you want to watch the show, youtube.com slash CBS sports radio, twitch.tv slash CBS sports radio. Of course we say a good morning to our incredible CBS sports radio affiliates. We appreciate you so much. Uh, Chats up and running here. Weedos and coffee drinkers in full effect. I love Maggie's karaoke pants. That's that's the name of the of the widow. This season should be a lesson to teams to have a game plan for backup quarterback. Oh yeah, phenomenal point. Although you could also just sign Josh Dobbs twenty four hours before a game and yeah. go to the playoffs. <laughs> and then also Maggie's karaoke pants says the NFL should require the Chiefs to play their second string the rest of the season. They'd probably still go to the AFC Championship game. You know they lo- who is their backup? The the Chiefs because they let Chad Henney go. They have a Jake Browning type. Jake Browning, of course, the, the Bengals quarterback. I was like, poor guy. Throwing I those, thought he looked pretty good when he, he first okay. came in. But then the, Chiefs, then the Ravens. Chiefs backup QB, the great Blaine Gabbert. Of course. Blaine Gabbert ended up in the, oh, okay. 
Handsome hey, dude. Browning, like... <laughs> Best <laughs> you can say about him. Yes, that's all we got. Congrats, Blaine. But... Analysis. They uh, oh, yeah. can't get anywhere else. The... Like, Browning looked all right. It's like, all right, maybe this guy can hold the fort. Yeah. Kirk Herbstreit, he's talking about all his experience he had at Washington. Yeah, that's what I knew we were in trouble with. Herbie had to go <laughs> was, back to his days in the Pac-12. Like, that was almost... <laughs> This is almost like but and also ago. he was throwing. Uh, Burrow never throws it to Trent Irwin, and the only guy that Browning could find was Trent Irwin. I I knew that was bad. I think. Do you guys agree with this? I think the Bengals might have won that game last night. It was a crazy crowd, but the desperation factor. I thought the Bengals knew their season was on the line last night, and I think they had a great chance to win that game. Joe Burrow got out there; he was just going to will this team, or at least we were going to get a shootout that would go to the end. Very disappointing. I thought that was going to set up to be a classic game. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it looked like it was going to be off to the races. Well, they both came out and scored early, right? It was like 7-3, and then they kind of settled in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Bengals got a 10-7 lead when Burrow went out. I think the defense gave up when Burrow got hurt, too. Are the Bengals done? Perloff says yes. I say no. What do you say? 855-212-4CBS. Again, if you're just waking up, if you didn't catch in the second quarter of the game, Joe Burrow gets uh, hit hard goes to the ground uh, by Jadavion Clowney. We think his wrist or something was already hurt going into the game, which the Bengals never reported, and he couldn't even, like, throw a football on the sideline. I mean, yeah, uh, rough. Just not, not good. Looked painful. But, again, Baltimore a little shaky, too, because Mark Andrews out. Uh, Lamar Lamar did not look the same by the second He's half. He's got of an ankle game. injury, too. But I don't understand why the Ravens keep doing design run plays with Lamar Jackson. Every time he gets hit, we're getting closer to the same thing. They didn't need to last night, and he's passing so accurately right now. Why doesn't he just get rid of the ball? He's flirting with disaster as well. The whole AFC, there's too many quarterbacks gone. Now we must protect Lamar Jackson. (laughs) We have left (laughs) 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let us know what you think about the Bengals, uh, and we will get to a whole lot more, including the latest with Michigan. More Michigan news. You'd think it's impossible. Oh, it's possible. We've got that. We've got so much to do on this Friday celebrity guest picker today. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a fun one. That That is an unexpected one that I'm very excited for. Me too. 855-212-4CBS. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone. AutoZone, the free AutoZone fix finder service, can help you find a fix for free. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. I'm having a car issue right now, Maggie. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Uh-oh, you got to go to AutoZone. Okay, so I got a low tire pressure warning on my car. Oh, that scares me. Check engine I, is worse, but low check tire pressure is a disaster. Yeah. So I got my little, what do you call it? The thing that checks the, the pressure in the tires. Sure. A gauge. It's got a name. <laughs> Manny, you know the name. Tire pressure gauge? No, I think it's got a more fancy name. Anyway, I check them all. There's one that's a little <laughs> bit low. Manny's right. <laughs> Uh, is it a, is it there a term like odometer or something like that for that? No, no that's the o- on the dash. That's how <laughs> the dash. No, I don't. Know. I think even I know the odometer. I don't even drive and I do that. It's just called a tire <laughs> pressure gauge. Okay. Anyway, everything's close. There's one that's a little light. Put the air in. Everything's at 33. Okay. I can't get the light to go away. Ah. Uh, just help? keep driving it. <laughs> <laughs> just keep driving until it goes away. No, I mean that. I would that would probably be an ignore for me or tell my husband. I I actually was talking to people. Most people ignore the low tire pressure thing. 
for, for months on end. Oh, no. Well, you already know you put it in. Right. Well, wait, how do you know that there's not like a nail or like a rip in the tire? Checked it four or five times and they're all staying above 30. It's all perfect. So I'm going to go on YouTube and find out how to get rid of that tire pressure warning. And then if it comes back, then I know I have a tire. Well, it's not like you're going to be driving at all. It's only the holidays coming up. Well, I know. That's the thing. <laughs> I got to drive down to Philadelphia next week with this low tire pressure thing. Uh, not to mention, and uh, do you guys have one other car issue? You guys are going to kill me for this. I get recalls all the time. I have a Honda Accord 2018 yeah. hybrid, silver bullet, I call it. <laughs> yeah. She's a champ. I see her all I, the time. I have like 25 recalls from Honda, and oh, no. I haven't gotten them done. So, and then I got an urgent, there's an urgent problem with the seatbelts that they just remind me of. I'm getting it done next Friday. What's up with the seatbelt? They don't work? The seatbelts have not withstood the pressure of fake accidents in the, <laughs> in the warehouse for this particular model of car. Well, that Wait, sounds you, promising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not good. The kids are no longer allowed to drive up front. Like a car in the wacky races. What, what is going on? Also, how did that make it to like the to the conveyor belt to the factory floor with that kind of a well? Issue? This this might be the hundredth recall I've gotten on this car, and <laughs> that's not you good guys don't get recall long. notices. Honda and my old Honda too. I have like two a year. No, the recalls that I get the most freaked out about is like meat and stuff from the grocery store or like um, romaine lettuce. Like, don't eat this lettuce. There's like E. coli all in the lettuce. Oh, I yeah. like, run that, to the refrigerator. I'm like, what kind of lettuce do we buy? Do you've never had to go back to the dealership and have them tweak something? Uh, I feel no, like that's a very common thing. This actually happened with my mom. It was her car it was the engine. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. It was bad. It was it, She had to get a whole new engine, but they paid for it. I just do not want to spend my Thanksgiving weekend on the side of the New Jersey Turnpike with a flat tire. Oh, brutal. You would be and surprised. it's supposed to rain. You guys are going to be surprised by this, but I do not know how to change a tire. That's the least shocking thing <laughs> I've ever heard. I do know how to. You call AAA. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have to put gas in the car, <laughs> I to didn't, be fair. Not a car guy, but I do put, I you know, I was driving up to Connecticut, so I put 200,000 miles on a car in five years. Right. I've done more car maintenance. I have more garages. I know all the guys. I walk in, they're like, hey, what's up, Andrew? <laughs> okay. It's just like they see dollar signs, just like, yeah. I don't know the odometer from the tire gauge. <laughs> sure, I need new everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course you were going from commuting from New York to Connecticut to go to Dan Patrick show for 12 years. Yeah. And now I'm somehow I'm still putting on miles in the car because I'm the only person in New York who drives everywhere. And that's why my tires are all messed up. You Thanks should, Maggie. You should start <laughs> picking up people like an Uber. Oh, Daz, he, he, we had someone on the line who was going to give us some help, but he dropped off. Oh, right. I need help on this. How do ah. I get that dumb yeah, warning to go like away? begging him to come on the air. And so, yeah. Did he give you he would, the, what's, what's the secret to getting the light to go off? Oh, he he said something that he could have been speaking French. Well, I'm concerned. <laughs> I felt like James Franklin. Uh, he was telling me stuff, but I didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> Weren't you French for Halloween? <laughs> I know. That's right. I should have had, if I had my Pierre Escargot costume on. Maybe I would have understood. EJ, you don't drive much at all, do you? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't drive. Do you have a license? No. I didn't think so. Emmanuel, do you have a license? You're a New York City kid, too. Yeah, and I drive. Oh, I don't oh. think your mic's on. There you go. There we go. I have a license. I drive too much. Okay. I'm upstate, I'm downstate, so I lock oh. a lot of miles on the Nissan. For is, work. For work. This is a thing that I, I think people outside of New York City might not understand this. I have a cousin who was born and raised in New York. She's now like 58, and she just got a license. Yeah. Like There are people, this is long before Uber, just straight up old-fashioned yellow cab, taxi cab. No, people in New York who grew up in New York do not get a driver's license. Absolutely. One of my best friends, I'm just going to shout out, John Brule, John. grew up in New York, Brule, 
And he didn't have Probably a license. So I got the... I got him to a car when he was 30, and he just got his license. I thought I was in a car with a 16-year-old. <laughs> I'm like, every left turn was an adventure for my life. And it dawned on me, it's not that they're young. You need experience as a driver. And he's the worst driver he was. Now he's good. He lives in California. Oh, my cousin's brutal. It's like you're having oh, your right, life right. in your hands. I'm like, you're a mother of three. You're an OBGYN. You've delivered multiple dozens, hundreds, thousands of babies. You are a highly trained person. I think you just hit a, a hot dog cart guy. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get the hell out of here. Uh, let's go to the phones. Alan in California. Alan, help us. How does Perloff get the tire pressure? Like, how does he get the, the light to go off? Well, it, it, it might be that he has a bad sensor. Could have a yeah, bad oh, sensor. I've had that before. On, on the tire. Yeah. Those are sensors on the tire. And if you got a bad one, it'll uh, go... It'll go on. It will have a faulty uh, light. Alan, hero. I'm also seeing yeah. in the chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Pine Needle says it's the sensor attached to the valve stem, and it's more expensive to fix that than to get new tires. Yeah, it's the valve stem, obviously. Yeah. Manny, you've just been sitting there on your hands this whole time? Yeah, I'm drinking my coffee. <laughs> so <laughs> it's changed over the years. Is each individual tire in my car have a sensor? I can't remember how this works. I think so. And also your spare tire, according to Tim Wong. Your spare may have a sensor to it as well. I don't think. I think I'm going to reset this and it's going to go away. Because actually, I've had this problem in the past. It, the, for some reason, the low pressure warning does not go away. And then if you just reset it, then it goes away. I hope. Because you know everything's at 32. At yeah, I, I've New had. Tires. And by the way, I've, I have changed tires. So I don't have a spare. I have an emergency kit that'll fix a hole. If you guys ever use one of those, they put in this fake plastic. That is a crazy scene. <laughs> I've had it all. I'm like I have 200,000 miles on my car, which is, and I change the oil all the time. So it's working great. But, uh, yeah, this is not going to go well. If now, you can reset the message, I'm going to do that because I've had the same message yeah, for a week now. Go on YouTube. It's Emmanuel. just saying low tire pressure even though oh. I, don't, I don't think there's any discernible difference for me with how the tires are operating or, or anything like that. We all got trouble here. John's in Ohio. Help us, John. Hi, Maggie Burloff. So uh, my wife has a Honda CRV, and there's actually a button by the dash you have to hold or press for like five seconds and then restart, reset it. I don't have five seconds, John. This is a <laughs> <laughs> John's coming in with solutions. What's that? He'll do it for you. Yeah. There we go. John, <laughs> thank you. Listen, this is the beauty of this job. You can crowdsource basically and answer any question we may have. Oh, I also have a major problem with my freezer at home. That's <laughs> well, a def- okay. We'll We're do that do later. D- yeah, segment. yeah. The ice machine will not stop running. It's okay. producing ice and ice. It's overflowing, taking over our whole house. All right. It's Please. not like a home improvement show for Perloff. Emmanuel Barbari is here. He's got headlines for us. Emmanuel, good morning. Good morning. And in, in the Ravens' 34-20 win over the Bengals last night, Joe Burrow unclear when he'll return to play. That sprained right wrist left in the second quarter. After that four-yard touchdown pass to Joe Mixon, head coach Zach Taylor after the game. It's not a fun situation to lose your starting quarterback, but that was part of the way Jake went in there. That was his first first NFL ball. He was proud of the way he went in there, completed his first first pass on the first play on a tough naked play, and um, did a good job, you know, around us to get some points on the board, two scores there, and, and it, it's a good defense. You know, it's one of the better defenses in the league, and so proud of the way that the guys responded to him and, and that he led those guys. So he's talking about Jake Browning taking over, 8 of 14, passing for 68 yards, that late touchdown to Jamar Chase. Browning was an undrafted free agent out of Washington 
in 2019. He'd been on the practice squad from 2021 until this year when he won the backup job over Trevor Simeon. And then the first high leverage NFL reps he had last night, not nearly enough, though, against Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, Joe Mixon, the Bengals now have to make do without Burrow, at least for now. Dropping to 500, 5-5 five five after back-to-back losses. I feel like, you know, just got to figure out a way to get everybody on the same schedule, on the same um, the same wave, and, you know, pick up where they left off. Yeah, Burrow had completed 74% of his passes since week five, best in the NFL since getting over that calf issue. Now he's banged up again. As for Baltimore, they complete the season sweep. They're 8-3, and three, two and a half games clear of Cincinnati. Head coach John Harbaugh, let's say he's pleased with the Ravens fans. I also want to give credit to the fans. Uh, our fans were really great. I mean, our fans were loud. They had to take delay games. They had a tough time communicating out there. Uh, they couldn't get lined up numerous times as a result of the crowd noise. I mean, our fans were there. It was fun. It was a great environment to be in. Yeah, gushing over that Baltimore crowd. Lamar Jackson, 16 of 26, 264, two touchdowns, threw apparently an ankle injury, and he ran for 54 more. You were wearing a blue sort of wrap on your ankle. Was that heat? It was a heat pack, but I'm good. We, we need to start talking about this ankle. I'm good. You see, I just walked up here. I'm good. We ain't going to talk nothing to existence, you know, speak nothing to existence. I'm good. That's exactly what someone with an ankle injury would say. He's also the sunniest press conference guy in the history of the NFL. Have you ever seen Lamar Jackson look like he's in a bad mood? I know there probably have been some. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure when they lose. (laughs) Not really. Lamar is just the... He's the most positive person, so I don't. I don't actually read anything into that because he's always like, "I'm good." He make can make light have, of anything. He can make. He really is, and every interview I've ever seen, he's smiling about ten seconds in. So well, I don't know. I'm except a little when nervous. he asked for a trade when they wouldn't pay him, but then well, they no, didn't no, pay but, him. But then, but he noticed that he completely disappeared from the public when he did that because he didn't want to. Because he probably would have, if you got him one on one, he'd be like, "Yeah, I love the Ravens. I want to be here forever." He's a very positive dude. He could probably try to find a way to make the trade request sound good. Yeah, he's he one of those guys. He really, yeah. Find me the negative Lamar Jackson quote about saying mean about anybody. It's never happened. Well, here's more of a, I don't know, existential quote. Lamar Jackson, his ankle's good, but Mark Andrews, that serious ankle injury, he's done for the year. Exited in the first quarter after the Logan Wilson hit, so Lamar had to react to something not so positive. That, that's the guy who I, you know, entered the league with. You know, we've been bread and butter. Uh, peanut butter and jelly, whatever you want to call it. But that's very tough because that's my boy. That's like receiver one sometimes. So PB&J sandwich. Yeah. It, like it's a serious injury, but I think that's a positive spin. <laughs> it's amazing. It's an amazing way to I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my bag. Oh, great. Uh, oh. Who doesn't like peanut butter? Maggie, we should aspire to be like peanut butter and jelly or bread and butter. I think we butter. already are. I got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich here. What else yeah. do you make for yourself at 4.15 in the morning? I noticed you've been on a peanut butter and jelly kick lately. I'm, I was going to say something. Maggie's trying to avoid sugar, but finds ways to sneak in sugary foods into her diet. Well, you'll remember, guys, when I ate an entire jar of jelly live on the yeah. show. That was when we were in the afternoons. Um, so I have a bit of a problem. You know, I yep. gave up the candy. Yeah, you gave up the candy. Cold turkey, and it worked, but I am I might need a little bit of a peanut butter jelly and intervention. Yeah. I've got nothing oh. else. I've been eating one a day ever since we started the show. How angry would you be if I took that peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of your bag and ate it and snuck it away? You'd be, I'd be ap- devastated. Okay, <laughs> five dollars, Perloff. 
<laughs> I mean, we'd have to throw down. I'd go Draymond Green on your ass. Like I would just, I'd choke hold you. It's, a, it's my peanut butter and jelly. When we first started the show, Maggie was addicted to sweetest fish. Yeah. And it was like a full on <laughs> addict in this. If you got between her and her sweetest fish at 4 p.m. Eastern, oh boy. And around 3.50, I'd start shaking. Yeah, she like started shaking. In anticipation of. A little bit of sweat. And then the sweetest fish. Ugh. You'll be fine. Well, you guys talked about chokeholds, and and Draymond, I got something on that. Warriors (laughs) lost to the Thunder, 128-109. But Tuesday night, Draymond was one of three ejected. He he grabbed Rudy Gobert around the neck. And Steve Kerr, before the Warriors lost last night, he had to reflect on that. I'm not talking about, you know, getting an ejection and getting a technical. I'm talking about, um, you know, physical act of of violence. I mean, that's um, inexcusable. Yeah, later on. Oh, now you want to right. say something. About it. it's like, yeah, so, so much for like, oh, he's grabbing uh, Rudy Gobert's neck. That's why he had to do something. I mean, it's about a decade late here with Draymond. Yeah, and, and Steve Kerr later in that press conference was talking about getting him like the help he needs. I, I don't think. Really? Yeah, to, the help he needs to kind of distinguish what's a physical act of violence versus what's competitiveness. So Funny, because when he know punched Jordan Poole in the face, did mm. they not think? Instead, they gave him an extension. Right. <laughs> it's good then. It's the, bad now. Yeah, where was the help then? Hmm. Maybe because it's only 10 games into the season and you know, huh. a bunch of success to go off. Yeah, I mean. It's they, fine now. They're 6-7. and seven. It's a long season. But you have them. You said it was a last dance vibe. You need, to, so. you need to be in the championship contention to be a last dance, <laughs> Thank right? Thank you for that. I mean, maybe Pointing they'll be back. Detail. Maybe they'll be back. But it does feel like the West is awfully good. I don't know if Golden State looks awfully good. Hold on, though. I did say this is last dance vibes because I yeah. thought this is the end for Clay and, and Steve Kerr specifically. Right. Curry's going to continue to play and Draymond's going to continue to play. But this could be the end. And maybe this is the end because Kerr is finally going to publicly criticize Draymond. Mm. Maybe we actually are seeing last dance vibes. He usually would not. I mean, he didn't come out after the Jordan Poole thing and publicly I, criticize him, right? You could, Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. It's been seven years of this kind of antics. I do think Clay's coming back, by the way. I don't think I I don't think this is really the last chance because Curry is not aging. I know. They just need even with Draymond. I keep saying they're just way shorter than the other teams in the West, and you don't think that matters. You but, can change that at the deadline. <laughs> yeah, they didn't last year. I didn't understand it, but they obviously need Draymond. So they got killed last night by the Thunder. Sorry. Yeah, one twenty eight, one oh nine. Really wasn't competitive at any point. And baseball MVP awards announced. Shohei Otani won his second AL MVP and unanimously. He's the first player in baseball history to win it unanimously. Twice in Otani, as we know, now there's an unprecedented free agency coming off uh, two unanimous MVPs, almost three in a row. He would have been the second ever to do that. He was runner-up last year to Aaron Judge. In the National League, Ronald Acuna also unanimous. That was a bit surprising, but claimed his first MVP after the first 40-70 season in history, 40 homers and 70 steals. So two unanimous MVPs, first time since 1931. That's wow. That's incredible, and the Otani thing is beyond fascinating. And the number is going to be astronomical, but right. like, who is going to sign him? Is he ever going to pitch again? I mean, he probably will. He keeps saying he will, but I can't tell if that's to goose the free agent dollars. But why does right. he need to? He does not need to. He's already an MVP caliber hitter. You get way more money though if pitching is at least in the you picture. You say it, but has there ever been a two-time MVP free agent? Uh, that's who's a great in that, in Maybe the Alex heat? Rodriguez. Yeah, maybe maybe a Rod, but but that's yeah. it. A-Rod, okay. A-Rod was a free agent. I don't remember how that all went down. No, he actually got traded. So he got yeah. 
he signed with Texas and he was not a two-time MVP, but then he got traded to the Yankees. To the Yankees. Right. And then so, he got an extended extension. by the and Yankees. And Bryce Harper was a free agent, but he was a one-time MVP. Right. This is unprecedented. And he's how old is Shohei? 29? 29. I think he's a hitter. He's worth... If Mike Trout's 420, isn't Shohei going to be a $500 million guy? Does he need to pitch? I know. See, Perloff always rolls his eyes when I point this out about Mike Trout. He does play a premium position defensively, and you're like, ha, ha, ha. But I think that does matter. It does matter. It's half the game. No, it does not matter. It does not matter. If you bring gigantic Shohei up and he's hitting 57 homers, who cares what he does If you talk to any of these front office nerds, like, run prevention. It's like half the game. (laughs) You've got to take away runs as much as you need to score them. And a premier defense. Like, Trout's different. Because Trout is so good defensively. Yeah, but what that he is he, adds to and, and that has how many wins for the Angels? Well, none, but well, they are very. You're picking a baseball fight with the wrong guy. <laughs> and by the way, show, the other I know. Mendo Barbari does the Yankee games. I my, argument, <laughs> my argument about that is like, that gives how many wins for the Angels? Oh, yeah, Shohei's an Angel, too. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and they finish 74 and 88 every year. Yeah, and he's about to get a bajillion dollars. That's the is that a, term. Is that the latest number we've heard? A bajillion? Yeah, it's a bajillion. That's it's going to be amazing. I heard gazillion. They're talking short term deal, by the way, because of his pitching factor. Yeah. Like, what if he signs for three years and like three hundred million dollars? That is somewhere? always the thing that people talk about, yeah. and that and never, never happens. happens because no agent deal. in the history of the world wants his client to do I, that. I love the different fan bases on my social media feed. Are like, we're getting him. We're getting him. Yeah, the There's Cubs be, now are. Yeah, in. the Cubs, the Dodgers. Now there was reported that Shohei wants the Braves, which would be to me two unanimous MVPs on the same team. I want him. I, this is That'd terrible. Be awesome. I I hate the no. Braves. I want him to go to the Braves. Can you imagine that lineup of the Braves? No. I, you cannot say you hate the Braves and say you want him on the Braves. <laughs> it makes no sense. Thank you, you AJ. Said it, before, no. it makes less sense now. It'd be the 27 Yankees if they got Shohei. Right. Can and they can do they it. bludgeoning the Phillies every time they play. And yeah, the but Mets. then the Phillies destroy them in the in the postseason. They'll still, so. they'll still destroy them. Yeah, the, Bra- the Braves, by the way, the Braves can win 140 games, and I'm not scared of them in the postseason. If that the, is a flawed if, team. If the Braves get Shohei Otani, the Phillies are never beating the Braves in the playoff series again. Oh, you're so wrong. You're so wrong. They can do this, by the way. They can do it. They're paying Ozzie Albies like $7 million a year. They get all these guys locked up at 22 years old. I think they have enough money where they can realistically do this. Would that be the greatest lineup in recent memory? In recent memory, absolutely. It's a matter of if they can compare with the best of all time. I'm telling you, this this is it. For baseball, health of the sport, intrigue, go to the Yankees. You immediately become oh, loved good or hated. Idea. Good idea. <laughs> I know. Right? Is... He's wearing his Yankee hat. I'm not a Yankee fan. You guys know that. But immediately loved and hated. Immediately polarizing. No. Immediate pressure. No. Pressure cooker. How's Otani deal with the pressure of actually, like, you know, no offense to the Angels, but I don't think, like, the fans are, like, breathing down your neck, you know, to in, in April. No, they're about to lose them for nothing, and they don't seem to care. <laughs> I think they, they've, yeah, they've, uh, they've gotten crazy. used to the idea. I heard something yesterday. He already makes $70 million a year in off the field endorsements. Sounds Imagine light. what that is in, in New York. Oh, yeah. So for the game, like marketability, it, I don't know. Work. I feel like him on the Dodgers, which is obviously going to happen, would be exciting too. Well, talk about a lineup there. Yeah. 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 I mean, Freeman, Otani. Here's the thing though about if you ever are in, and I know this is a lot of our, our listening audience, if, if you are ever in a place where the Yankees come in as the visiting team, yeah. It feels different. Yeah. I, evil it's, Empire? Still, yes, still, still. It's not the evil empire anymore. I don't know if people care as much as they did 10 years ago. Do they? No, people like, we. I think you like beating the Yankees, regardless of where they are in, in their issues. I think beating them always feels good. And and like I think that opposing ballparks get a bump 
when the Yankees come to town. I've heard David Sampson, the former president of the Marlins, talk about this. They had to play each other often, different leagues. But you do get a bump when the Yankees come to town. But they does, get a bump. It's just a question of how much of a bump. I You're feel right, like in, if in Shohei regard. goes to the Yankees, something's going to go wrong. I don't know why. Just the vibe of the Yankees seems off the totally. last five or six years. Like Stanton went to the Yankees, and he's been okay. But no, they took one of the great sluggers in MLB and just sort of watered him down for some reason. you got to change the vibe. Maybe Otani can help do that. Is and, he and, a, and a vibe clear, changer? This has been one bad Yankee season. I mean, like, look, I'm not yeah. the person. To, I'm a Mets fan who doesn't root for the Yankees. I'm not someone who's going to. But, like, let's be real. I mean, they had one bad season this year. Typically, there are a 90-plus win team that is going to the ALCS and then yeah. getting beat up by the Houston, Houston Astros. Astros yeah. But, like, I think that those playoff series that we had with the Astros and, and, and them losing, I think a lot of people took great joy in that, even after the fact that the Astros were, were, uh, were seen as cheaters. So. I did not take joy. Everyone's got an opinion on the Yankees. That's why I think it's good. It's like Duke basketball. It's Uh, like all the the love-hate teams. I I don't know if it's still the same because it's been a little while since they've won. I've got an update for you about the car. Oh, I I love it. Ryan Del Conte is in the chat. Manuel, thank you so much. Uh, He said it's not the sensor that's giving you the low tire pressure. He says he's a 24-year-old mechanic. The Honda has to be reset manually after you set. Yeah, I think he's done right. through the dashboard. Yep. Wait, what did he say? Done through the dashboard. What does that mean? It means you reset it through the dashboard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Got all I, that? <laughs> I think so, and I and I have a memory of this. But if that thing comes back, I'm actually going to the mechanic next week to f- fix my seatbelt of death. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, it's the seatbelt that's going to kill you. Oh my gosh! These I I find car ownership to be exhausting and expensive. What? How many times do you end up throwing three hundred dollars and nothing? Just did. Just had to get all new tires the other day. Oh, the all new tires is a killer. Well, it's like winter's coming. Sound like Game of Thrones. Winter's coming. Need to get new tires, and it's like my husband just calls. He's like, "Yep, that's six hundred bucks or whatever." Ah, uh, down the, the drain. We have is a uh, summer AC situation. Like, oh, when it breaks. Yeah, it's in a car. Oh yeah, always seventeen hundred dollars yeah, last summer. Always crazy. Boom, gone. Yeah, and then and and it's never fixed permanently. It's never a deal with like because we've had this now. My girlfriend drives a car. We have. We've had this now several instances, and it's every summer. We we go through the summer. We're like, oh, AC isn't working. All right, thank you. That'll be eleven hundred dollars. We're like, all right. Let's Wait a minute, EJ. I just thought of something. Yeah. You don't have a license. Yeah. You you're born and raised in New York City, but you lived in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania yeah, for many years. Oh yeah. How'd you get around? A lot of Ubers. <laughs> And, and honestly, a lot of chilling at the crib. A lot, a lot of chilling at the crib. I was Wait. doing a lot of creating. How do I get to the grocery store? I have a YouTube channel, so a lot of a lot of creating was happening yeah. in the basement. I've uh, been to Lehigh many times. Yeah. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to drive but to there. But there's no pub- public transportation. It's zero. This is this is rural Pennsylvania. Yeah. Beautiful country. It's beautiful. I, I really enjoy living there, and I enjoy visiting. Yeah, the... the the situation is bad, and I knew it was going to be different when I called an Uber one time and I got into a pickup truck. I was like, wow, this is very different. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you have to sit in the back? or wait, like uh, in the- No, I sat in the front. I actually asked him. I was like, is there an option to sit in the back? He's like, it's probably not a good idea. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> there, yeah, was there a pig between you and the driver? That's amazing. I've never heard of that. I, yeah. up, I, got, I got picked up in an Uber in a truck once. once I have upon too, a time actually. Too, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Green, really? Oh, I've Green never Bay, seen Wisconsin. that. Yeah, it happened to me in, I think I was in Dallas. That's cool. Yeah, it was beautiful truck. Super fun. But I was sitting in the front. Yeah, I sat. I sat in the front too in it's Green Bay. Of, it's kind of bold to be like I'm gonna be an Uber driver with a pickup truck, yeah. right? Like, I, I like it. it. You think? I mean, 
I thought it was really neat. I wasn't really crazy about sitting next to this dude, but I thought it was really neat. But I'm sure other people probably were like, I don't want to sit next to this guy and be in a pickup truck. Like, what, what I like they, it. I, I like chit-chatting with I made sure I gave him five stars. What if they picked you up in an ATV or something? A rugged, <laughs> off-road kind of thing? That'd be amazing. Here's your helmet. <laughs> yeah, here's your head. helmet. Get me from point A to point B. That's all I care about. It's like, hop on the back of my Harley. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would not trust a random Uber driver on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> 855-2124-CBS. Thank you, everyone, for all the help for Perloff's car issues. Coming up, we do have uh, the latest with Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. Did not see this twist coming. We'll get to that in moments. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff on this Friday. So this was a twist I didn't see coming in the Michigan Ooh. saga. Never ending. Um, what- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Even the white flag. Let's get to our amazing clue. I got a one-track mind. I'm not going to be speculating. can let others speculate that. It's time for Maze and Clue. So... Jim Harbaugh, Perloff was all ready to go to court today. Yeah. Use his Judge Judy experience in the real world. I couldn't wait. And said he always wanted to be a lawyer and wanted to say his piece. Talked about civics class, you know, 40 years ago and how you're innocent till proven guilty. And meanwhile, he's not going to do any of that. The Big Ten and the school agreed to close their investigation. So the Big Ten is closing the investigation on Michigan, which means the hearing today is not going to happen. The case has been formally dismissed in the Washtenaw County Court. Boo! We don't get anything. No Judge Judy moment for Harbaugh. It means he's just accepting the three-game suspension. Already served one uh, against Penn State, Maryland this weekend, and then obviously... The big one, Ohio State. Very disappointing because I think we would have had Jim Harbaugh under oath. So he would have had to tell the truth about what he knew and what he didn't know. And actually, I was kind of into Michigan. I I was thought that everyone is overblowing what the potential penalty here for what I see is a relatively minor infraction. I know a lot of people disagree with that. Now I'm out on Michigan. You're giving up? What happened to that Michigan spirit? Us <laughs> against the world. Out? They were all, you know, Tom Brady was tweeting bets and the players were all fired up and galvanized. And now Jim Harbaugh is just folding like a chair. <laughs> well, so proud of you, Perloff. 
Wait a coming minute. to the dark side. You're so you're turning on Michigan. I think that yeah, I'm turning. I don't think what you think, EJ. I I, I was into Michigan as being this us against the world team. Yeah. And now they're not going to do that. They're not now they're just the another anymore. football they're team. Phonies, which is exactly what I've been saying since this whole <laughs> thing started. Meaning they knew they were guilty and they were just fighting for the heck of it. Exactly. Yeah. So they withdrew their legal challenge. That's they released the statement. Uh, the Big Ten did, and. Yeah, they had originally filed a motion that they wanted the temporary restraining order. And today they decide, or yesterday they decide to withdraw their legal challenge. And so they're just going to accept the penalty. And I guess we all get to move on. Now, that doesn't mean the investigation for the NCAA stops. Phew. So and expect in the year 2030, we might get a resolution <laughs> of what actually but happened. It, it'd be fun to get more weird details out of this scandal. Here's what I'm worried about. And I, EJ, it sounds like you don't like Michigan. What if they lose to Ohio State and they have this excuse of not having Jim Harbaugh on the sideline? Is anyone going to buy that excuse? No, and I don't think it's going to help for the college football playoff. If they lose to Ohio State and they're not undefeated this year, I don't think they're getting in. Partly because I think you're going to have undefeated Florida State, yeah, no, undefeated Ohio State, and then Georgia if they're undefeated. Right. I mean, if they lost and were not undefeated, that kind of redundant. I just want to. No, of course, but yeah, no, the, the, the it's one very, lost team that's getting hard. in, I don't think is Michigan. No, it's going to be very hard. Not hard enough. No, the way the this it plays out, they're probably not going to get in. So it's a do or die game. Uh, does the spread change without Jim Harbaugh there? I think it does. I don't know. We still we've been debating this for weeks. What impact does actually having the head coach on the sideline mean for the team? Well, you could say that they had their biggest game to date last week against Penn State, and yeah. it was uh, it never felt in doubt. Yeah, but now we look back and say, did they really beat a great team in Penn State? Well, I don't think so. You got the Maryland Terrapins coming up this weekend. And, of in course, Maryland. the 999, that's how many wins Michigan's sitting mm. on as a, as a program. This will be the 1,000th win if they beat Maryland, and Jim Harbaugh's not going to be there. Uh, I don't know. Does anyone care? Would we care if they had the 1,000th win in a normal circumstance? I just I can't believe they're waving the white flag. Like, so disappointing. You protested. You're talking about you. You have this victim mentality. You know we're America's team, and Sharon Moore's crying on the sidelines. Listen, it's fine to cry. I'm just saying they were treating this like they were getting persecuted, and then they're like, actually, you know what? Our bad. We did cheat. Oh, I'm sorry. We're just gonna take our medicine yeah, and go I, away now. Now I like so Ohio disappointing. State. I actually think that I think that they were gonna get hammered in discovery, and that's why they are deciding. You know what? Let's just leave this. Let let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah, because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. It's, well, they stole signs. I mean, they they sent a guy and taped the sideline. We all know that. There's no one, they dispu- never, no one except Michigan is disputing that. <laughs> I don't even think Michigan's disputing it. Yeah, they're not saying, really disputing it either. They fired like, Connor Stallions. What did that? What message did that send? Yeah, they're like, yeah, but the investigation's not done yet. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Eight five five two and two four CBS. You disappointed Michigan? Come on, stand up for yourselves. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.